we are live. Welcome aboard to all of you women entrepreneurs who are looking for inspiration and to share more of who you are as a woman behind the business. And every week I bring to you amazing women. And this one is coming all the way from California. Ooh, oh, I'm a bad singer. Okay. Facebook gonna shut it down if I sing too long. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so for if you don't know me yet, I'm Angelique Vigne, the founder of Social Media Love. And really my job is to help women entrepreneurs to um, set up uh, their foundation on social media so they can get clients, attract new leads, and unleash their inner rock star in a way that feels good. So Kristen, welcome aboard. Tell me more. Where are you? Like, where are you sitting right now? Can you see the wave coming at you? <laughs> almost, almost. I'm at my house in um, in San Diego. I'm about just under a mile from the ocean, so I can, if I if I crank my neck, I can I can see it. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome. So, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to share the real story behind your business. Let's dive in. Before we go to the story, I want you to tell us, you know, who do you serve? Who are your clients and what type of transformation do they do you make happen for them yeah so i help women who are who want to improve their health and lose weight in a natural and holistic way you know our culture is so full of uh immediate gratification right instant gratification we see uh go on a diet and drop 10 pounds in 10 days and all this craziness um Going to doctors is, you know, get this prescription and just fix your problem that way instead of, you know, going to the root cause and, and doing something that lasts long term. So we often find ourselves going on this roller coaster of, you know, healing ourselves or just letting ourselves be right. And so my what I do with with my clients, my my women, they tend to be like, you know, mid 20s up till however old, there's no age limit, but women who really who are busy and who are professional and who are strong, but they, for one of two reasons, haven't been able to get their health under, under control, whether it's one, they feel that they've tried everything. They're doing all of the right things and it's not working. Um, you know, whether it's the prediabetes symptoms won't go away or they can't lose weight or, you know, their digestive issues aren't clearing up. There's, you know, any kind of issue like that, or they, know pretty well what they should be doing and they struggle getting motivated, staying consistent, doing it for a long, doing the right things for a long time. And so um, I help those women, you know, dig in, we figure out what foods are right for their body. We figure out what exercises work for them, for their bodies, for their schedules. Um, and we do a lot of work with mindset, with emotional and spiritual health, you know, occupational health, stress management, all these other things, because, you know, health is not eating a salad and getting your, your workout in, you know, three days, that's not what health is. That's part of it, but it's bringing all of these different components up to a higher level together. Because if you're out of balance and only focusing on one, you're never going to be able to stick to it. You're never going to have that consistency and, um, you know, the results that you want to see. And so with my, what we do is, you know, my, my women, they want to, they want to get to that next level. They have a vision of what they want their lives to look like and their health is not allowing them to be there. 
And so I help them get those things under control so that they can then be more confident, have more energy, have, you know, fewer whatever issues they're dealing with, whether it's, you know, reactions, allergic type reactions to food or digestive issues or extra weight that they're carrying or, you know, whatever it is for them, we're able to get past those so they can live the life that they actually want to live. I love it. Thank you. And and I'm so grateful, by the way, that we met on social media. For those of you who, who don't know, we met on LinkedIn. You reach out to me and you say, hey, can we have a chat? And then here we go. We had a chat and then and then we're in touch. And now you're in the show. And I love your mission. I love your mission because some of your women are probably entrepreneurs and you need to feel mm -hmm. good when you are on that journey because, oh, my God, it's it's a. Uh, it's a journey, right? <laughs> it is. It is absolutely a journey. So before, you know, you you were not a coach before. Like I know a little bit of your story and I don't want to ruin anything. But I want to bring <laughs> you back to your childhood and try to figure out as a little girl, what was your number one go-to play something that could be kind of a sign when you look back of, oh, it took me all this to understand that I was meant to be a coach for women who want to feel better. What was in your childhood that uh, kind of a, a signal of this, do you think? Well, I, as a kid, was always extremely active. Um, I, I remember as a 10-year-old, my mom would just look at me like I was crazy because at dinner time I would eat more than my dad as a 10-year-old girl because I was just like bouncing off the walls all over the place and just always hungry and I love food. Um, so that was definitely that combination just always been in tune with, you know, being mobile and and eating a lot of good food. <laughs> yeah. So what was your main, you said you were very busy, like what was it, like, was it into sport? Were you into surf already at, the, at that age? Around age 10 was when I started surfing. Um, a little earlier than that, I, ski, I uh, was a skier. My dad taught me how to ski. I played soccer and ran track and um, played volleyball. I played all the <laughs> did all the sports. Had a lot of fun. Um, that says then, a lot about your mind mindset. I, that, you know, through sports, you build so much of your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So you were the one like running, running, running everywhere. So and then so that was ten years old. And then what? Just before you started your business, Kristen. What was your most burning desire uh, before you said, okay, I want to build a business? So it was, it was actually a bit of an interesting transition and it wasn't the most direct line. Um, so when I was in college, I, you know, went away from my parents cooking and all of that. And I actually got injured and was sedentary for about six months. I wasn't able to do anything. And in that time, you know, living with roommates, developed some unhealthy habits and things like that. And I put on a bunch of weight and um, had some other issue, digestive issues come up and wasn't able to perform athletically the way I always had. Had to buy new clothes because I didn't fit in them anymore and had some other things going on in life where I got just pretty withdrawn and insecure and uncomfortable in myself. And that took me years to learn how to develop a healthy relationship with food again, how to um, be in tune with my body and and love myself, be gracious with myself, but also be disciplined. In addition to learning like what foods do work for me, you know, learning the just straight up physical stuff, like what workouts work, what foods are good, what, you know, what about 
all of that actually functions. And so I went from that, um, you know, very uncomfortable state and that, that went across all different aspects, aspects of my life. I got, I, my performance decreased in school. My performance at work was lower because I just didn't see myself as anything exceptional. I was like, yeah, I'm, at best I'm average. And so that was how I performed. I wouldn't talk to guys that I found attractive because I thought they'd think I was weird or, you know, just this very uncomfortable way of living. And as I was able to re get in touch with my body again, and then also develop that, you know, discipline of, I can do this and see the results. My self-confidence grew again because I was like, okay, I can do this. What else am I capable of? And so it, it developed from there. And so the idea of helping other women get to that point, because so many of us get stuck in our own heads when we try something over and over and over and it fails, right? We, um, as we, where'd you go? I'm here. <laughs> I just want to give you the full screen. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm alone. But um, as women, you know, as we go through these failures on repeat, we start to think that something's wrong with us. We start to think that we're not good. And, and that idea of, you know, I can't do this. I can't do anything else. And we lower our standards and we don't live the lives that we want to live and that we're meant to live. We're not in touch with our highest selves. And so, you know, that was when the idea started of how can I help women figure this out and figure this transition out? And I had a few steps in between where I was a high school teacher for a while and things like that. Um, and I realized like through teaching that I loved the relationship with my students. I loved um, the connection that I had with them when they would come to me with real questions about their home life or about college, about careers, about all these other things. I was like, this is what I love. And what I'm passionate about is you know, physical, physical health and emotional mental health. And so developed from there, I studied, got my master's degree in nutrition and uh, was able to build the business several years later uh, with that, with that in mind. I love that you went from being a teacher, teaching students to, yeah, to take that skill you had in you. And now you teach women. Do you teach in groups or is it one-on-one? -on -one? So most, it's actually a combination. So um, most of what I do with my clients is a combo of, you know, there's some, what I found myself repeating, like I was a broken record, I recorded. So <laughs> there's some teaching and recording just so, you know, to save, save time. Um, but then I do a ton of one-on-one -on -one, and then I do have a group component, both a Facebook group and a group call a week where we can get together and um, okay. Okay. I'll hang out. Yeah. So, okay, so now you know you want to open that business because you know you're meant for that. So what was the biggest struggle, you know, at the time to make it happen? What was the thing that you had to go through? Honestly, it was the fear of failing and not making money and, like, you know, not having an income outside of this. That was the biggest um, fear that I had. And then, you know, being in the health space, I a lot of the, the failure rate is really, really high. And a lot of coaches never make it full time. A lot of coaches never make more than $20,000, $30,000 in a year. And living in San Diego, that's just not, you know, I can't live off of $20,000 a year here. And so um, that was a big barrier. Like I have to, I have to succeed. 
So but, what was um, your what was your thing to how do you go through your fear? I'm I'm always interested how women go through their fear because we have those fear and you know um my coach says it's good to have your fear it's, it's part of who we are. So how do you take your fear and go the next over your fear? Like would you have a do you have a tip you want to share? Yeah, yeah. So first thing a mentor of mine told me this and it like changed how I look at everything. Um Think of our emotions as a river, right? So we're standing in the river and the emotions are coming down the river. And when happiness, when joy, when love, when peace, when they come down, we're just splashing around having a good time. And then, you know, those emotions come, we enjoy them and then they pass. But when negative emotions come, things like fear, things like anger, things like, you know, anything, anything with a negative aspect to it, we don't like it. So what we do is we put up a wall and try to try to block ourselves from it. But what ends up happening is we dam the river. We block the river and we get stuck in that emotion and we're, we're holding on to it way longer than we should. And so instead, what we want to do is sit in that emotion. We want to feel it, be like, okay, worst case scenario, this is what's going to happen. This is, you know, really experience what that could be. And then from there, you're like, okay, I've already experienced the worst. Let it go. Because the worst case scenario isn't, most of the time isn't actually what happens anyway. So, you know, okay, I've sat through this, I've gone through this, now just let it go and move on to the next thing. And, you know, choose, choosing to view every situation. Am I, am I looking at this through a lens of fear or am I looking at this through a lens of love and oh. coming at it from that angle? And I do, um, for me personally, I do a lot of just meditating on things. I'll have a positive mantra on that topic. Like, I am the magic maker of my destiny. I am, you know, I am this, I am that. Whatever the positive statement around that fear is, I'll meditate on it and just put myself into the emotional state of, I have already accomplished this. I have already defeated this. I have already gotten past this obstacle. And oftentimes when we set ourselves up in that way, it might not go the way that we think it's going to go, but we end up getting to that point and typically in a way better than we even could have come up with ourselves. Oh, I so. love it. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much. It's awesome. I can see the, I can feel the passion in you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So now that you, you had that stroll to go over your fear, uh, you know, do you remember what was really your sense of accomplishment? What was the one thing you wanted to accomplish and that would be a sign for you that it was a goal from the universe that you should, you know, what was your core accomplishment that you wanted to succeed at? Like, you know, I want to be a coach. Yes, but what did it mean to you in terms of accomplishment? Changing someone's life for the better, to put it simply. Seeing, you know, having my first client, right? I had her sign up and I was like crap in my pants. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to be good enough? Am I doing like, do I even know what I'm doing? You know, just second guessing myself, imposter syndrome out the wazoo, just naturally coming up, you know? And, um, you know, my, my goal was like, okay, be honest as possible. Tell them if you make a mistake, like there was a couple clients where in retrospect, I was like, Ooh, I could have done that better. And so I, worked with them longer for less or for free because I was like, Hey, I could have done this. I could have done a better job with this. And so here, let me like help you. And so, you know, getting to that point where 
I gave my best. I did the best that I could and saw the re the change in their life. That was, you know, my mark of success. The first couple times it happened, I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. Like, you know, I know I can do it. It's what I. It, it's funny. Like I know it, but you still. You st everyone second guesses themselves. Oh everyone yeah. Oh yeah. Themselves. <laughs> you know. So just seeing seeing those results, seeing those changes in their lives was really what was like, okay, we're good. I can do this. Let's, let's plow forward. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So um, the big epiphany for you, so you do your first client and then what was an epiphany where you said, oh, I got this, you know, like what was the, the trigger that kind of validated it? Honestly, there was, I can't even say that there was one validation. It was a roller coaster trending upward. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, I don't, I don't think there was one moment where I was like, okay, I, I can do this. It was more of every day. There were moments I thought I could and moments I was questioning myself and um, finally just got to a point where there were enough positive changes in my clients' lives where I was like, okay, this, this is where I'm meant to, where I'm meant to be, what I'm meant to do. And um, I do a lot of like spiritual work and, and things like that. I'm into some woo woo things for, for <laughs> and um, at the winter solstice, there was, you know, there was just like a big energy shift if you guys believe in that. And um, I had just, I went and did a, a little ritual where we went and wrote down all of the things that we wanted to let go of in that transition. And we wrote them all down, put them in a fire and, you know, let in the new energy. And I think if there was one moment where I was like, I'm doing the right thing, it was that evening. We did, you know, some meditations and things like that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I love it. that oh. was quite a bit after the start, but that was, if I had to pinpoint like one moment, that was when I had a lot of clarity for sure. Yeah. Clarity is a word that is so important, right? We feel so much lighter when we we have clarity right oh yeah so your your the transformation you op you operate for your clients or you help them operate or transform is is probably the result of a solution that you found for a hurdle a hard like a, a hardship of yours right so how how would you describe that what was a big hurdle for you that you came through that and then you you made you made it what your business is about would you say? So for me, like I mentioned earlier, I gained a bunch of weight when I was in college and yeah. got really uncomfortable. And what ended up happening was I developed this negative, this terrible relationship with food where I saw food as this enemy. I wished it was like an alcohol addiction where I could just cut it out and not ever have to touch it again. But with food, obviously we can't do that, right? So you can't just cut it out. And I, I was either on a diet, starving myself or off a diet and just eating way too much terrible like not even terrible food necessarily but just eating crap and like lots of processed stuff added sugar i was in i was in slash straight out of college so you know picture picture what that diet looks like and i would just like look at myself look at my body and some of the digestive issues i had like um not to be i won't give you all the details but like i had when i had to go to the bathroom like i had to go to the bathroom Yeah. and like had issues along those lines. And I thought it was normal. I didn't realize that that wasn't 
normal, but I just looked at my body as this, like, I was like, it's gross. It doesn't work. It's fat. Like I, I wished I could just like shave my belly off. Cause like I hated it. And like, there was just a lot of hatred. Like I, I hated food. I hated my body. I was just in this negative mindset. And one day I had this conversation with a soccer trainer of mine and, you know, I'd heard it a million times, but for whatever reason, you know, you have to hear it that million and one time. And the conversation was something along the lines of food is fuel. Food is your medicine. Food is what's going to can heal your body, you know, and stop looking at it like it's like it's the devil, like you want to just cut it out of your life. And and something else I've learned, I learned later is like when you're looking at your food that way, you're cursing it before it even gets in your body. You're putting this like negative thing onto the food and then putting it in your body. Why are you, why are we doing that? We're, we're making it worse from the start. But, you know, it took me a while to figure that out of like food is beautiful. And I always loved eating. Don't get me wrong. That never yeah. left. Like Italian food is my jam. I like, <laughs> and Mexican and Italian are like my two favorites. I could eat tacos and pizza all day, every day. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I looked at it as like, oh, it's just this terrible thing I can't escape. And instead transitioned, like, look at all the beautiful things that this food can help my body do. And look at all the things that my body does all of these amazing things that my body does that it's capable of and like started just transitioning into that, that lens of love and gratitude. And honestly, like as soon as I started doing that, it was way easier to choose the right thing for me, whether it was taking a rest day, whether it was getting my exercise in, whether it was choosing the potato chips or the apple, you know, whatever that decision was for me in my mental health and my spiritual health, once I looked at it as these things are medicines to heal me instead of, I can't have this, I can't have that, all the restriction around it. Once I was like, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want, but what is healing me? What is making me more whole? That transition was really like the turning point for, for my personal experience. And so what I do with my clients now is, you know, we, I get them to a point where we cut out foods that are giving them reactions, whether it's, you know, hives, whether it's uh, digestive issues, whatever it is, we're cutting out those foods for a little while so that they can understand how good their body can feel. Because a lot of us don't know what our bodies feel like when they're functioning at a hundred percent. And so we get to that, you know, we dig into mindset stuff and like, what are your fears? What are you telling yourself? What are you taking responsibility for your actions? We dig into all the mindset work and then clean up the diet. And with the intention of it's not forever being super clean like that, but just to feel good, to know what our bodies are meant to feel like. And then from there, we, you know, work on continuously that emotional health, that spiritual health, that mental health, bringing that all together. And okay, so we know what it feels like to feel good. And we know we figure out while working together, what foods make you feel good and which ones don't. And so now how can we set you up for success constantly to regularly put yourself, make yourself a priority and choose the foods that are going to help you choose the exercises that are going to help you. But also, you know, enjoy your ice cream once in a while, enjoy your pizza once in a while, take, take a lazy weekend with your significant other and like just veg out and, and don't feel guilty. 
you know, looking at it as this is all for your health. And like sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, because that is, a, you know, emotional eating and things like that is definitely an issue. But sometimes after a long week, pizza and beer and ice cream is like the most nourishing thing for your soul. But the difference is you don't do that every day. You do it once in a while. You enjoy it. You don't feel guilty about it. And then your, your gut's kind of like, ooh, why'd you do that? And <laughs> you go back to, you know, eating the way that helps your body, that heals your body. And so that's the transition that I help my clients with. And, you know, they have their goals range incredibly. Like one of my clients was when she started working with me, several, like 100, 150 pounds overweight. And her goal was to sit on the floor and play with her two-year-old comfortably to be able to have the energy and just have her body be able to do that. Cause she, at, at the stage she was at, she wasn't able to literally just sit on the floor and play with her kid. But then on the other range, you know, one of my, one of my clients, actually my very first client is currently in the process of trying to be the first female Navy SEAL. And wow. so like her workouts and her way of eating is going to be very different and her, you know, her motivations, her why, the reason she's doing what she's doing is going to be very different from a client at the other end of the spectrum. But all of them have that same idea of, okay, I want to do this now and I want to still be doing this in 20, 30, 40 years. Wow. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Oh, they're lucky to have you, your ladies, as you call them. I like how you <laughs> call them. So, Quinn, I, I just put my um on the bottom of the screen here, and then Clubhouse. If you want to reach out to Kristen, it's true underscore you underscore health on Instagram, and people can DM you. Uh, Kristen, um, before we go, is there any question that I should have asked that I didn't ask? I think the only so one one thing I I don't know how you would have asked it in a question, but just something. Um, you know, with, with anyone out there who's in a position where they're like, okay, my life isn't where I want it to be, or my health isn't where I want it to be. You know, there's these things going on. Um, you know, being at a point where you're real with yourself, getting out of the victim mindset, for lack of a better word, and being like, okay, am I ready to make these changes? And am I willing to be uncomfortable? Because discomfort is where all the change happens. And like, um, I tell this to people, that consider working with me or with other health coaches all the time. Like I am your lighthouse, right? I, I can't go in there and eat the right foods for you or do your meditations and mindset work for you, or, you know, get out there and do your run workout or your run for you. But what I can do is I can, if you invite me in, you allow me in, I can come in and shine the light on all the places that we need to work on. And so, you know, if you're in a place where you're like, okay, I want these changes to happen, you know, you've got to be ready to do the work and to commit if you want it to last. And and it's hard at first. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, this is so easy. It just, you know, snap of the fingers. It takes work. But then once the work is put in, it's something that you can just keep up with and your routine becomes same as you get up in the morning and brush your teeth, brush your hair, you know, do whatever you're going to do. This becomes the way that you live. It just takes a little work to get there and you have to be willing to put in that front end work. And so, you know, anyone listening who's in that position of wanting change, knowing and being ready for that commitment, um, that's a huge step. And, you know, if you're not there, nothing that you're going to do is actually going to work. You need to be willing to, and it's not going to work long term, right? It might work for a little bit, but that's just, you know, the one 
one little thing that I like to throw out there of, you know, being I love ready. the lighthouse yeah, metaphor because it's exactly what you are as a coach, right? We're the, the, in the foggy world of our clients. We're like, the light is here. Follow me if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. So um, if you're watching the video or listening to the podcast on here on Clubhouse, we're going to take some questions as well. And if you have questions, leave them in the comments because we I'm going to tag Kristen and so that you can reach out to her as well on Facebook or YouTube. And I'm going to put all the links everywhere in the next few hours or days. But thank you so much. Uh, one last question. You know, I'm a social media mentor, guide, lighthouse, right? So um, how much social media helps your business, Christine, and help reach the women that, that are looking for you? So how has, how has social media helped yeah, my business? How did, yeah, how is it helping you? Yeah. So I actually, all I do is virtual work. So I don't meet my clients in person at all and uh, had it set up that way pre-COVID anyway, which, you know, happened to happen to be lucky. So social media is actually the like source of my business. It's the the foundation, um, if you will. And, you know, you, I don't pay for marketing through it or anything like that. So you won't see me on like the sponsored things on Instagram, but what I, how I use social media and what I love about it is that it's an opportunity to make connections with people you otherwise wouldn't interact with. And so like how I met you, you know, just being reaching out, seeing, finding other women who, you know, look like they might be someone I would love to talk to and, and just striking up conversations saying, Hey, I see you're in, you know, for you, I was like, I saw, I see you work in social media. That's really cool. That's like something I'm learning constantly. And, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have a chat. And so yeah. using it that way has been awesome. Just meeting so many amazing people, so many, having so many really cool conversations and then also finding people who happen to need my help, you know? So yeah, it's a cool, it's it. a cool yeah. way of. Yeah. Cool. I, re I remember your, your DM. I was like, yeah, here we go. That's how you do <laughs> social media. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna shut down for now the video side of our discussion and then here um thank you for watching and leave us a comment tell us how much you like that show does it inspire you like what are the part of the show that you like today that makes you say oh this is me or you know let us know more in the comments thank you so much Kristen. thank you